Hey there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know directly from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 19 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you will find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take on the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. Today, we have Pamela Dorsey, who is the owner of PDR Events and New England Wedding Invitations. So have you even started to think about timelines or your day? Do you know where to start? Do you know how long your day needs to be? How long you need your photographer there for? When do you need your hair and makeup to start? Have you thought about when you need to get into your tux or your dress? Have you thought about when you should have your family show up for photos or when you should have transportation come and get you? Have you thought about any of this? Well, then today's episode is for you because we are going to be talking about timelines, giving you some tips and tricks, and also kind of telling you some funny stories. Why not? Throwing it all out there for you today. So if you are in the stages of trying to figure out your wedding day timeline and you want some tips and tricks and some funny stories, this is the conversation for you. So sit back, enjoy, and hopefully you learn a little bit today about the best way to buffer your timelines. Well, welcome back, Pamela. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. You are going for the hat trick. Yes, yes, I am. This is your third time on our show. Because I love it. We have fun. (laughs) And also, too, our listeners love it. I mean, you all asked, and we are delivering. Pamela is back. (laughs) I am. This is a (laughs) win-win. So, Pamela, with that said, for the listeners who haven't tuned into your other two shows, can you let us know who you are, who you serve, and what you do in your business? Certainly. My name is Pamela Dorsey. I own PDR Events, a full luxury wedding planning um, company. I also own New England Invitations, and that's located in East Greenwich on Main Street. For those listeners, Pamela was on our podcast twice before, so I would totally encourage you to go listen to her other podcast episodes. One was on paper products and your invitations and your thank you cards and all the other fun little items that you can put around your wedding. And she also talked about wedding etiquette. But today, we are going to talk about timelines. Yes, and we say that loosely because a timeline encompasses the whole wedding day. And sometimes the wedding weekend, but we're not going to talk about the wedding weekend today. Yeah, we're just going to stick with (laughs) it. We're going to start at 7 a.m. when hair and makeup (laughs) arrives. So with that said, let's just get right into it. What what is going on with these timelines? Where does someone even start? I know. I've got to tell you, I look at some and I've, I said, you don't get, there's no breathing room here. God forbid, like we have five minutes of something not going correctly. We'll never stick to this timeline. So uh, it definitely starts with, I have to tell you, it starts with photography because based on the pictures that the bride wants prior to the wedding and after, uh, prior to the ceremony um, and getting to the location and then after the ceremony and reception. So once I have that timeline done, I back into 
into hair and makeup. And again, that's based upon how many we have, you know, that are doing, you know, the hair, the makeup, the lashes. Um, so that's how I back up into it. But I also give a lot of wiggle room, like a half hour here or somebody might say, you know, Pamela, it's not going to take us, you know, a half hour to go two miles. And I said, no, but it, we're in the middle of summer in Newport with bumper to bumper traffic and we're going in a trolley that goes 10 miles slower than any other vehicle. Right. So, I mean, you actually, before we even dive into it, you actually touched on the number one thing about timelines is you have to leave room for wiggle room. Oh, I do that. And I have it come up to me sometimes where people, you know, oh, the groom forgot his second bow tie or jacket or this. And do I have time to get up to the room? And I say, definitely. I'll send my assistant. We have time. There's wiggle room in there. Everybody breathe. So... If you were a listener and you're about to create a timeline, you said that it starts with their photography. How do they even know how, where to start? Take us from the very basic. What do they do? For, first thing that I have them do is I have them write down the pictures that they would like to have taken prior to the ceremony. Now, everybody, mo most of the good, the well-seasoned photographers know, you know, we've t talked about this, the flat lay of the of the wedding invitations with the liners with all of the components of that they want a picture of the dress they might want a picture of you know a little hair and makeup being done then they want the picture of the you know being on the bed with the little champagne toast in the pajamas and then that falls into the pictures of you know the maid of honor and the mom zipping up the bride so all of that any well seasoned photographer knows that 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 needs to be captured and they know how long that's going to take their company to complete then there is well um i have a stepmom i have i want to do a first look with my dad if all that is important we add that into it then I have them put together a list of what pictures would you like taken after your first list that do not consist of the couple and their attendants. We all know like those pictures that are going to be taken. The well-seasoned photographer knows how much time to allot for that. Then it's, okay, immediate family and grandparents, and that's usually what we take. But who's in the immediate family? Is it like five people on this side, six people on that side? Is it going to be godparents or aunts and uncles? So then once um, we see that list, just like you did, Sarah, you saw the list. You said, I need X amount of time to get those people done. Boom, we added on more timing for this wedding. And that's exactly the reason that this is done. So I start with that. I send it to the, after the couple has given it to me, I send it to the photographer. I get a little bit of feedback. We're not going through a huge timeline right now because this is the beginning of the process and then from there I back into the I uh, based on how many want hair and makeup done I start backing into it boom I start putting the timeline together of when hair and makeup's going to arrive when photographer's going to arrive to the to the um, bride to arrive to the groom and then um, you know when the different steps are going to be taking place so for our listeners the first thing you need to do is probably contact your photographer and figure out how long they need for the getting ready portion prior to you getting into your dress and then that will then fall into place about 
your hair and makeup, sometimes transportation, sometimes getting food delivered to the room. So you start with the photographer. So let's talk a little bit about getting ready <laughs> timelines, okay? Definitely, yes. All right. And then and then that's what we'll do for you guys. We'll start like throughout the day. We'll do like getting ready. We'll talk about a little about the ceremony. We'll talk a little bit about the cocktail hour and then the reception. And then that way that will kind of help you timeline your entire day. So with that said, part one, getting ready. All right. So I can kind of just roll with this and correct me if I'm wrong. So you talked a little bit about the photographer. So, you know, me being one of them, I can kind of talk about this. A lot of times people feel that everybody needs to be ready at the same time. And they don't. They don't. You have to talk with your photographer, figure out, figure out who they do need ready. And the reason why I say that is sometimes that means that your hair and makeup people could be working on other people after or people before. Again, though, you have to talk to your hair and makeup people and see if this all coincides with what they want. But with that said, timelines. When you're in that makeup chair in the day of your wedding, it just add in an extra, what would you say, 15-minute buffer for actual yes. your hair and makeup that day? Yes. Then your 15, trial. Yes, I, I, I agree, yes. Because the number one thing that I see that can mess up your entire day is if you get, if you get out of that hair and makeup chair late. I agree. I agree. Because the show can't go on until you are out of that hair and makeup. So however long your hair and makeup artist is telling you that it takes for them to get you ready with your hair and makeup, add on 15 minutes. <laughs> I, I agree. And, um, you know, Sarah and I just had this scenario. We're doing a wedding together. And we just had this scenario where we want the bride, the maid of honor, and the mother to be done by 1130. Well, guess what, listeners? If, the, if they're done by 1145, Sarah and I know we're still going to get all that stuff taking place. But the bride, the hair and makeup artist, they know 1130. 1145 to us, we're still going to get that done. But that's our secret. It's not on the timeline. Correct. So you always fill in a 15-minute buffer. That's it. That's the key throughout the entire day is you have to figure out a buffer. So with that said, my tip for you guys is add on the 15 minutes in the hair and makeup chair. The other thing is you have to talk, with, like Pamela said, with your photographer about what you want photographed. You might think it might take you a half an hour to do like, oh, a quick picture of your dress or, oh, a quick picture of the lay flats. Oh, and a quick picture, like Pamela was saying, of, you know, the girls with the robes or drinking champagnes or the guys hanging out and putting their you know, outfits on. But you got to ask your photographer how long it actually really takes them. I agree. I agree. And being a wedding planner, part of my job is to make sure when that photographer walks into the room, I have the shoes, I have the jewelry, I have the invitation all in one place. If I can't lay it out, I try to have a space where I think the photographer would like, but I definitely have, that's one of my first things, where are all those components, and I put that all in one area. I do want to back up to one thing. When Sarah was talking about adding on that 15 minutes, that is for the bride, that that is not for the attendance. We do not add in 15 minutes for each attendance or we wouldn't be able to get to the wedding. Right. The 15-minute buffer is whatever, like, the main, the VIP is. So whether mm -hmm. it be the bride or the groom, that's the 15-minute buffer. But with that said, a lot of times when we talk about what items you want photographed, that actually now dictates when your florist should be showing up. Because if you want your bouquet or some florals to be in your lay flats, and when we say lay flats, we mean like those beautiful pictures of your invitations and all of your details, you will need your florals. So that then now dictates when your florals should be delivered is based on when those pictures are going to happen. 
a lot of the times, at least with me, the number one mistake that people do is they don't save enough time to actually get that dress on. When you're at your you know, your dress shop and you're putting on your dress, yeah, it probably takes like what, five, 10 minutes, but on your wedding day, when there's all this other distraction and then there's emotional tug that like maybe someone really special is helping you in your dress, it takes a little longer. So that goes back down to that buffer. I know, and I definitely agree because sometimes we have the maid of honors doing touch-ups, but we need her for pictures. And there's sometimes that we actually have a dresser in there. And what we will do is we'll have the dresser get the bride all ready and then we stage the picture of being actually zipped up those the maid of honor and mom go get out of the way and i have the dresser go, finish zipping up and do the little hook and eye and the biggest thing is please let your makeup artist know like pamela said that 15 minutes earlier like so for basically you have to let your hair and makeup artist think that you need to be getting in that dress 15 minutes earlier than you actually do because that leaves that small buffer time. The other thing I was going to say is, <laughs> you know, one of the things we want to do for this show is put a little spin on things and give you a little comic relief, right? Or a little behind the scenes of things that can happen. So with that said, people, if you are in the bridal party and or if you are someone who's planning a wedding and you have a timeline, please stick to it. When I say that, like, like, don't disappear and go run and go, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where some of these bridal party people go in the room. Like they're supposed to be getting dressed or they're supposed to be getting the bride in their dress and like the maid of honor is gone. Like MIA, like I I'm not sure where she's at. <laughs> like, you know, and I I've had it where the maid of honor is fixing up her dress and I realize I'm like, oh my gosh, we're gonna need like five pins to fix this. So I'm literally, I pinned something. I'm like, just go take this picture. And then she went by the wayside. We finished the pictures with the mom and then I have somebody else trying to sew the maid of honor in her dress, but I totally agree. And I have to say, at that point, I, it's about the bride. Like, mm -hmm. I've got to, I understand that. I'll get you down the aisle, but it is about the bride. And I got to make sure that she's well taken care of. But it's true. It's like, where'd you go? Right. <laughs> that your dress is here. Your shoes are here. The food is here. The alcohol's here in the room. Where'd you go? Right. So if you are in a wedding, just pay attention to the timeline of getting ready because that is a domino effect with that. So with that said, another thing about, I would say, about getting ready is when you leave or when you walk, like, so whether you're getting ready at a hotel or your house and you have to get to your ceremony, there is a transportation component. So let's talk about that. Certainly. And this is one thing, again, as I had, um, I had spoken in a different podcast about the itinerary for the wedding party. One of the things that I have the wedding party do is um, bring a duffel bag. And in that duffel bag, preferably something that zips, that's going to have your change of clothes, maybe flip-flops for the reception, you know, your makeup bag. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be everything in the kitchen sink, but just everything that, you know, you've taken off or that's going to leave the bridal suite and go on the transportation. So as hair and makeup is going on, I'm telling everybody, make sure you have your duffel bag, line the duffel bags up, or I can line the duffel bags up. Because again, with transportation, when that transportation arrives, either myself, my assistant, or I have a bellman, he's up there, um, and I'm putting everything on the cart, and we're getting all those bags into the transportation, and it's very important. I love when you have, like, 
one o'clock, transportation departs. Well, at 12.45, everybody needs to be in the elevator getting down if that's leaving at one. Right. So I think it's really important to understand that whether you're physically leaving the premises and going somewhere else, or like you said, just walking down, like maybe you, everything's happening in one spot, it you have to calculate the actual time of physically opening up that door, walking outside, taking an elevator or stairs, and walking or getting into the transportation. I, I totally agree. But it's like 1 o'clock, transportation leaves. I'm like, all right, I know maybe I'm a little anal, but I'm like 12.45. Everybody with their duffel bag is in the elevator. You know, and again, we do have some wiggle room. And like I'm referencing this um, upcoming wedding Sarah and I are doing. And it's like, we've got that. And they even said, guess what? If the transportation leaves at 115, we're still good. Because based on the pictures that have to be taken, it's a small, immediate family. And we definitely have some buffer in there. But I, I agree. You do. You have to account for that. And I think it's really important, too, for people to understand that when you're doing timelines, where, again, you have to think of physically getting into the car, physically getting your bag, physically going out of the elevator. But the other thing that's really important is what takes your car or 10 minutes on a normal day is going to take a transportation double or it. double it. Also, too, if it takes you, if you're like, let's say you're you're getting married right on site and it takes you five minutes to go from the bridal suite to your ceremony location, double it still. You're going to get sidetracked. You're going to talk to someone. You're going to forget something. So again, just double the transportation. But again, going back to stories, I cannot stress enough how important it is to put in that buffer time that Pamela is talking about and also to, to double things. Because, for example, in this area in New England, a very popular place, place to get married is Newport. And in Newport, it's a lot of old roads and sometimes these large limos or sometimes these trolleys or sometimes people who are not familiar with the area. GPS will just take you around certain different long ways or the trolleys can't go down certain roads. So it's really important to understand that transportation traffic the day of you know make sure that there's not like there's not like a big parade happening on your way oh my goodness oh my goodness or how about the Audrain car show weekend <laughs> oh my goodness and sarah i have to tell you i also in asking my brides i always ask where you're staying and i had a bride book an airbnb well we had a trolley we had to change it from a trolley to a 14 passenger sprinter van because the trolley can't get down that street correct and so i said if you want the trolley i can have it used for the guys and we're going and, and she was fine with flipping it because it's a small wedding party but don't book your airbnb on a street that the the trolley can't even remain idle on a cross street like the, in Newport. There's a lot of rules and regulations, and it, it's actually up on a website on um, what streets, trolleys, and like you know something bigger than a sprinter van can go down. So it's really important. And if you don't have a planner or you start the process, you know later on, meaning like start to, starting to talk to vendors. Then you're three months out and you realize the transportation can't come pick you up. You, you and your wedding dress are walking to that corner. Right. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it with, with umbrellas or not. I don't know how you're getting there, you know, or I can put you in my car. You know, it's pretty roomy. 
But it's true. Like, I was like, oh, my goodness. I came in so late to this, and I'm reading this over, and I'm like, do you know where you are? We can't get anything down there. And that's the thing. It's like I think a lot of people don't realize that, like, check what's happening in the area. Check that there's not events happening. Like, I'm not even kidding. Check that there's not a parade or check that there's not, like, a car show or a boat show that, A, doesn't book up all your hotels, but, B, halts traffic a little bit, if, especially if you're getting married in cities or a tourist location. Also, too, if you're getting on a destination, like ferries. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Like, like if you – like, if there's one way, like, to get to your location – I, I will tell you a story. There's a, an island called Block Island around here. I knew you were going down there. I knew it was that. It's like, unless you own unless you own your own private plane, you're not getting there in the swell. No, boat. and it's like, make sure that you... I know we're getting off track right now because people are like, wait a minute. I no, thought we're talking it's about true. Tra- it's true. But make sure that you set up your ceremony time when like the ferries are running or, or, or like make sure like the reception ends when like the ferries are still running. Like I had a couple who, I'm not even kidding, literally was ended their wedding at seven o'clock, but the last ferry left at six. Mm-hmm. I, I know, I know, go figure <laughs> so, that out. So I guess what I'm trying to say is when you start to do your timeline and you get to the transportation, you do have to think about all aspects of the transportation, all aspects of where they can and can't go and the logistics. And just build in time, build in traffic, just build in everything. Also, build in the family member or the friend that is has to go to the bathroom as soon as you have to leave. Oh, I know. And when you were saying that, because it's so, so many times, do I have time to go to the bathroom? I say yes. Yes, you do. We built in time for that. And don't forget, if you are the bride or the groom, like you are our main priority on that day. And I give a little speech at the rehearsal and I said, if anybody is running late, you can jump in a cab or an Uber because my responsibility is to get these two married tomorrow. And I'm going to make that happen. So whether you're late or not or you miss the transportation, this show is going on. Okay, wait, back up though. Let me tell you about Ubers for a hot second, all right? I mean, I told you, we're going to get a little sidetracked over here, guys. Bear with us, but we got some good little nuggets and tips and tricks. Ubers, okay, please. Do not have your transportation the day of your wedding be an Uber. Oh, my goodness. No, I, I, I haven't. I've been doing this 15 years, and there's none available in Newport. Because it's okay if, you know, like Pamela said, la- like if you're going to be left behind because, you know, maybe you're nursing or I don't know, you know, something happened where some emergency happened or you're not ready at time. Like you said, the show is going to go on. We're going to take the majority of the people, and then you're going to Uber. But do not allow yourself, if you are planning a wedding, to have Ubers be your transportation for the day of. Nope, nope, nope. Get a designated driver before you even do that. Sorry. No, or you know, or a shuttle for the hotel. And I was being facetious. Like, I no, just, I was. I, I, yeah. I literally worked a wedding where they were going to take the guys. It, it's always the men. I'm, I don't know what's going on with you men out there, but the men were going to take Ubers. They were getting ready at his house, and then they're going to take Ubers to the venue, which which is where their ceremony was, their cocktail hour, and their reception. Pamela, there's the Ubers did not go to their rental location. It didn't go that area. So they were like, what do I do now? I'm like, okay, pilot my car. <laughs> yep. like, I don't uh, yep. have to tell you. <laughs> yep, yep. And I have to uh, – you know what? There's different parts – 
you know, of the country where Ubers are readily available. And I had it. Well, it worked for my friend's wedding out in Colorado. And I said, it's not going to work for your wedding, you know, on Palm Beach. It's not going to work for your wedding in Newport. I'll tell you right now, they're far and few between. And um, like we have a situation where the first where the first look is going to take place. The bride will go on the trolley. I'm taking the groom in my car, you know, so so he doesn't see the bride like on that day. But you you have to have transportation. I even say, like, even if it's somebody's like boyfriend or girlfriend, uh, you know, to um, get to the church. We had the girlfriends. They drove all the guys to the church because they got there an hour before. It was fine because and then all the girlfriends went back to the um, went back to the hotel and they got the transportation to the reception. Right. You know, so that, were, but they were their cars. I'm like, don't rely on anything else. And sometimes, too, the hotel shuttles, they're for the hotel. So they're like, um, no, they just went down the street, you know, to drop off people at the beach. They'll be back in a half hour. You know, we have two of them. <laughs> the other one's on Goat Island. So, you know, just doing a pickup or drop off there. So, no, you really, for your wedding day, you need structured private transportation um, or, pre, or pre-planned designated people. Yes. The other thing I was going to say is if you don't have transportation in your timeline, and Pamela, you mentioned something like a first look, just people think to see each other takes five minutes, right? Yeah. Uh-uh. We got to set everybody up. Yep. So again, we're going back to that 15 minute rule that, so for me, I, I put in my timelines a half an hour because the actual first look is five minutes, but it takes you about you know five to eight minutes to get you mm-hmm. set up on one end and then five to eight minutes when you're done seeing each other for the first time to walk back to get ready to, to do whatever else you have yes. to do, get married or pictures. And if you just saw my timeline, I put Dan sets up for first look, Sarah <laughs> takes bride for first look. I have that in there, even though it might say that that's happening at like one, that you're doing that at one fifteen. First looks not till one thirty, and people are like I'm going to stand there for fifteen minutes. I said you'll stand there for two. Do you know what I mean? Just because, believe me, like the way this goes, and I've had. I get challenged that my timelines maybe like th- that they think that um, oh my god that's too much that's so much time that's so much time I will have you call 10 of my brides and ask if that timeline was right on time and they'll say yeah it worked yeah like I, I had no idea it was going to take us to get this long from the Marriott to Castle Hill right like they they'll say it they're like I, I thought we were leaving too early or I thought hair and makeup was starting early and one thing that's really nice too is just for the couple like just to have a breather like sit there and be like oh my god I'm actually having a conversation drinking like a little champagne yeah. you know before um, Sarah's going to tell me to get in my dress right so it is it, it's I've never you know uh, knock on wood like I've only had a handful of times where I I felt that hair and makeup was holding things up. And honestly, it went with the bridesmaids where I was like, you've got to get out of the chair. Like the next one needs to get in. Like, I don't, you know, put it in a ponytail. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, you know what I mean? I used to do hair and makeup back in the day. I'm like, I'll break out my kit, you know, (laughs) we got to move on. Absolutely. And that's why it's important to figure out when your photographer wants you ready and then you work around that. Same thing. If you're getting right, you're getting married at a church or a temple. When does the when do they want you there? A lot of times, believe it or not, they want the men there way early. One hour. Yes. Yes. And it goes by fast. Right. So again, you can fill that time up with having your photographer photograph the men there, but they want the men there early. So what you do is if you're you have to go backwards of your ceremony. So with that said, let's talk about now timelines with ceremony. So, okay. <laughs> you think that you're gonna so let's say you're getting married at three, all right? 
You think you're going to walk down that aisle right at three? No. Nope, 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 nope. You're not. Like most of the time, 90% of the time, you know, your music might start playing at three, but you're not physically walking down. So if you're having a full mass, save one hour for your ceremony. If you're having like usually an on-site ceremony and you think it's going to be really quick and you're telling me it's going to be 15 minutes, again, double it. it because even though your ceremony might be 15 minutes or 20 minutes, you have to take in consideration that they start the music, then they line everybody up, then people stand, and then that grand beautiful entrance, then you say your vows and you're married and you walk down, but then again, like they people are going to clap and then people are going you know like you're then you're going to have to be walked away to a receiving line or i don't know go get go start your pictures the point is you have to take in consideration doubling your time a little bit right yes oh and i totally agree and they and a lot of times they would say like why are we going downstairs to line up you know it's 20 of i'm like watch how fast this goes by and usually at a good like quarter of we're really getting everybody to sit down you know everybody take your seats and then like sarah said yes the music's starting and we're just starting the seating of the parents so by the time you go down now it's nine minutes past Absolutely. So, you know, and especially if we're doing like two different customs, two different, um, you know, religions, combining that into one ceremony, I always tell people, let me know how much your ceremony is going to take. And then we got to add on the processional and the recessional because I don't want anyone to think that, you know, I did not warn them that they're now eating into their cocktail hour because that's what somebody doesn't want. And a lot of times that's when we do add on just a half hour to the cocktail hour because we know the ceremony is going to be a good 40 minutes and that's encompassing everything. But um, I agree. And even being at the ch church or synagogue an hour before, they're passing out the program. You know, we're pinning on, like the grandfathers walked in, so now we're we're pinning on their um, boutonnieres. We're giving the grandmothers their corsages. You know, um, I have the readers coming in. We're making sure they sit at the end. You know, and sometimes we'll seat the grandparents and have the photographer take a picture of it before the, the you know, the real processional starts. So it, it, it goes by really fast, and I get the brides out of that trolley by like, or, you know, the transportation by like 20 of. And at five of, we're lined up. Because, you know, we really don't want to, first of all, the priest really wants to be done or the rabbi wants to be done within that hour. And we yeah, just. Because a lot of times yeah. they have another mass or confession or something. Yeah, they, go, they, have, they definitely, they have something after it. Um, so, and if you're yeah. getting married on site and, you know, you're walking down the aisle to see your partner at the end of the aisle. Again, it's one of those things that however long you think that you're on location ceremony is going to be like Pamela said it sometimes takes I'm not even kidding like nine minutes to get you down that aisle to go see your partner there and again that's nine minutes though so in your mind you're like well wait a minute it's nine minutes but it's nine minutes there nine minutes back so now you know now you're all of a sudden there's that 15 20 minute buffer exactly exactly so yeah so you need to account for all of it and I always say you know for like what traditions are you going to be putting into your ceremony because all of that is going to be, you know is going to take time so just allow for it, especially if you're having readers at the ceremony. I mean, that takes time for them to walk up, for them to walk down. Sometimes somebody has to get out of the way for them to use the microphone. Right. And I know this sounds like we're nitpicking or we're being like so minute about all these things, but it's true. Like yeah. you just, you have to account for them all. You know? And if you haven't built in a receiving line into your timeline, get out of there. 
And what I mean by that is, and if you have built it in, receiving lines take up a lot of time. A There's, lot of time. But it's good because if you don't want to go up to every table, build it in. Make sure you build like a half an hour for your receiving yeah, exactly. line at least. But if you don't have a receiving line built into your timeline, I mean like when I say get out of there, like get out. Like physically move your body out because if you start to hang around, all of a sudden guess what you just created? A receiving line. Exactly. And I always say, um, for instance, this uh, this wedding that's coming up, what we're going to do, the ceremony will be indoors, but with the pro with the recessional, in the first three rows there we have private seating there which will have their names on it. They're actually the people that we need to do the pictures. So having a wedding planner, you know, you we have these little <laughs> these little things that we come up with. So what's gonna happen is after those first three rows in and the wedding party um, recesses, I call we're gonna cut them off. Meaning <laughs> I have like people stand right in front and they're going to be a little blockade and then we have the guests go the other way because it's just what Sarah said. Then I have everybody now like going after the bride and the poor bride with her veil on is going to get manhandled. Like, <laughs> and so I like I cut everybody off and I, we take the bride and groom, especially that couple, we take them and we keep we keep them moving and then we shuffle the guests to the, to the cocktail hour because if not, you have a full, like you've got a cluster of guests trying to congratulate the bride and groom. Exactly. And if you are, like I said, if you're not having a receiving line and you don't have a wedding planner, then another option what you can do is if you're leaving to go somewhere else for your photos, get it go immediately into the transportation with you and your partner. Or if you're on site and you're doing the pictures right there, just physically walk away. Physically just go get walk away and let the coordinator, whether it be your event coordinator or the venue coordinator or the church or the synagogue uh, um, person, uh, and like escort your guest off to where they need to go. But with that said, Pamela, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we get back, let's get into we, we covered before your ceremony. We covered your ceremony, but let's start getting into reception timelines and then throw a couple stories in there for you all. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now, let's get back to the episode. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. So right before the break, we were talking with Pamela a little bit about tips and stories and timelines for your wedding day. So we talked a little bit about pre-ceremony and then ceremony, but now we're going to get into the time when we photograph during the cocktail hour or your photos, and then we're going to talk a little bit about reception timelines. So let's get right into it. So right after you get married, a lot of times it's time for the cocktail hour or time for photos. So let's talk a little bit about, before we talk about the cocktail hour, photos. Time for photos, Okay. Right? Yes. And and this is, I'm a big proponent of having a point person. So now we have, you know, you want pictures with the cousins, the aunts, and uncles. Well, we do not know who Great Aunt Edna is. We do not know who the cousins are. So what is really, really important is to have a point person who has the list, and usually I'll give that person the list like the day before of the pictures. And we're not saying that on either side of the family, but we're not saying that, okay, you know, they've got to stand here. They got to do this, but it's super, super helpful 
if they can just even point out to us and just say, okay, these cousins are over here. Let's get them on deck. Let's get them this. Because again, it keeps everything flowing and flowing. And Sarah, you can talk more into this, but um, I'm not the photographer, so I'm not the one, you know, taking these pictures and knowing how much time. But some of the lists that we get, like I literally had had a photographer say, we'll be there till nine o'clock. Like, like there's no way I can take, you know, your sorority sisters and then, you know, like all the cousins' pictures and then you want one by one by this and, you know, and all your law school and then he wants this. Like, we'll be here till nine o'clock. So pick and choose. So I'll give you guys a little tip on the photography end of that, right? So here we go. I'm going to break it down for you guys. At least in our studio for, for what Dan and I do and a great rule of thumb for what you can do for if you're planning out a timeline is here we go. I typically photos are taken during cocktail hour. Nowadays, yes, we do first looks and and whatnot, but this timeline still is kind of the same. We would always use one hour for photos, right? That's the rule of thumb. No less than one hour. Now, obviously, if you have more, perfect. That's great. But it's because the re back in the day, the reason why there was cocktail hour is you were giving your guests a great experience. You're giving them some food, some alcohol while you went and took some really pretty pictures. And that's a good point, Sarah, because back in the day, the bride and groom did not attend the cocktail hour. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, even if you are attending cocktail hour, it's still a good rule of thumb to set aside the one hour. So here's the reason what we do with the one hour. It's 20 minutes with the family, so 10 minutes on your side, 10 minutes on the other side. There's the 20 minutes. Then it's 20 minutes with the bridal party. No matter how big or how small your bridal party is, it's 20 minutes. Then it's 20 minutes with you all. So that's how you get the 60 minutes. Now, anything extra? Great. It's a buffer. So what do you do with this list, right? Like Pamela said, if you have a large family, you have to start, you know, triaging that. We are not going to do, you know, every... Uncle Joe and Uncle Ed and all these people during the, the picture time. We can hit them up later on, whether it be cocktail hour if you had a first look or at your reception, which I'll kind of get into that in a second. We're going to really concentrate on the immediate family and the very important VIPs, especially if I have a large wedding party. You know, we really have to just keep the immediate family together and work with your photographer to figure out how long it should take each picture because rule of thumb is it takes about one to two minutes for each setup because you have to bring people in and bring people out. And like Pamela said, having a point person to grab the people that you need in the pictures, let things go on smoother. With that said, what do you do with these extra people that you want in your pictures, like aunts, sometimes grandparents who can't be there earlier if you had a first look, or it's just a really long day and they're going to go sit down at the reception and not do pictures during cocktail hour, or like your 50 cousins, right? Yes, we get that. <laughs> so you could do those during cocktail hour or the reception, whatever. However, if you're having a first look, it's during cocktail hour. Or if you're not having a first look and you're doing pictures during cocktail hour, you do it at the reception. Again, though, please, if you are marrying somebody or yourself who wants to enjoy the day and doesn't want to be in front of the camera, do not give yourself this long, long list. Remember, each setup is two to three minutes. So start thinking about that. If you have five setups, that could really be 10 to 15 minutes right there. Okay, and now, Sarah, I have had this happen, and it had to happen, I think, two or three times just this past year. The bride, the, the bride, the groom, the couple, they had, uh, there was a long list for after 
the cocktail hour, excuse me, yes, for after the ceremony, so during the cocktail hour. Well, they had done aunts and uncles and I and the immediate family and we had some stepsisters stepbrothers so it it was a good amount of time that we did all these pictures well here comes after the ceremony bride and groom are now overwhelmed because now we got the, the aunts and uncles that they want the pictures of this couple is overwhelmed they came down the aisle she looked at me and she said we're done with pictures <laughs> Right. I, have you and I've had that happen twice. So, and have you ever had the groom say, okay. "When are we having the candidates?" Yeah. So, <laughs> so they're done too. I I can tell you, like uh, that doesn't happen to Dan and I a lot because I pre-plan and I pre-timeline this. But you know what? There is times when people are done, so you can't overschedule yourself. I can tell you right now. So, a little story for you. I can see it coming. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of times when I timeline the day and I go over all this with mm-hmm. our couples or your event planner does and we pre-plan, the people who kind of listen to what we're saying right now leave buffers, have a point person to grab people, don't have the extended people during you know the, the, the quote-unquote cocktail hour time or the first look time, they're fine, smooth, mm-hmm. right? The people who don't leave buffers for timelines or someone has to go to the bathroom or someone mm-hmm. wants to go get a drink or someone's nursing or, you know, especially if you have kids in the wedding, like, the, you know, the kids are running around or you have, like, an unorganized list and 50,000 people, I see it coming a mile. Like, when they overschedule themselves or they want too many combinations, I know it. I see it. And I try to warn people, but every now and mm-hmm. then people don't listen, and that's okay because, like, it's your day, right? And, yes, pictures are really important, but at the same time, you have to start being creative and combining. When I mean by, like, combining is, like, you got to start chipping away at that list. If you have a big family, maybe not getting yourself with each bridesmaid is that important or if you have a smaller family then you can have a picture with each bridesmaid right but instead you consolidate you have the picture with all the bridesmaid so like I don't have that happen too much but yes I will tell you I see it the writing on the wall it happens maybe one or two couples a year for us where I already know going into it I'm like they're gonna quit I know they're gonna quit and it's because they overschedule themselves and I literally will have one of the one of the couples just look at me and say I'm done I know. And, and don't forget, too, some of, like, this wedding was a true destination wedding, and people hadn't seen each other in a long time. So I've got all these families coming together. We had 250 people, not one person. I, I think there was only a handful from New England, New York, South Carolina, California, Chicago. So now I have everybody coming together. So the list after the cocktail hour, it was de- at the cocktail. It was definitely doable, but they had this long list before, so they were they were done. So what I did do was I just... Just quickly, um, once they st- like sat down, all introductions and everything was done, I said, listen, what are the most important? They said these three groups. Yep. So during, in between the, the um, meals, excuse me, like in between, you know, salad and entree, we pulled for that and I had the DJ and boom, done. We got all the pictures. So what do you do to avoid what Pamela's talking about is you talk to both sides of your families, both sides of your partner's family, find out what the list that you want, <clears throat> excuse me, and then Calculate in your head the the, the, the um, formula I just gave you. 20 minutes with family, 20 minutes with bridal party, and 20 minutes with the couple. Remember, that is taking in consideration two to three minutes per setup. And you will see the math and you will see it happening and you'll be like, ooh, okay, we are not doing Aunt Edna right now. We're going to hit her up at reception or, you know, maybe we could get a candid later. So, again, it's just, that you know. 
thinking that through. And it's one of those things where you got to pre-plan it with your event planner and your photographer. Um, and if you don't have an event planner, just just use this podcast. Use this the rule of thumb. However, so now let's get into now reception. All right, and timeline of reception. I think we can. So here's the deal: you have your dinner. I mean, that's what's happening here. So you have your kitchen mm-hmm. ready, fired up to start executing the meals. So what can hold things up? Okay. Well, let's talk about introduction. I, I, I'm so happy that um, it's about seven out of 10 are only introducing parents and the bride and groom. Okay. Or parents and, you know, parents and partners. So it is, it's gone away from introducing the couples. I don't know if you've seen like introducing like the bridal attendants. So by name, what we've seen a lot is I just did it where the group all came out. They just announced the bridal party. They all came out. That was great. For the next wedding, they're going to introduce just bridesmaids, then just groomsmen because holding things up again, lining everybody up, then the band or the DJ has to come up to make sure that everybody's in that order. But if we do it in groups, we just send the groups. What holds it up also? The speeches. They go on and on. I'm not kidding you. I'm like, no one cares about this. No one cares about this. I have had vendors, like, they're looking at me like, oh, like, are you kidding me? Um, I had a police officer at one of the events because it was over 200 people. He actually, like, went out to his car, went and had to do something, came back. He looked at me, goes, the same guy's not talking. I said, yes, he is. And then the, the um, caterer came up to me and said, we, we're going to have to serve. Like, the, the steaks are going to come up like charbroil. Like, uh, we got to serve. So what do you do uh, What do you do in a situation like that other than cueing the Oscar music? I what know, do you do? I know. Honestly, there was nothing we can do because I did everything pre-ceremony meeting. Everybody got the timeline. Everybody was told three to five minutes tops. So there you go. That's the key yep. for the listeners is that you should really tell the people who are doing your speeches three to five minutes. I know. And that's it went on. I mean, this gentleman had props. I mean, it was just going on. <laughs> And I've got everybody in the back scrolling through their phones. So finally what we did is they... Ooh, yeah. Pamela, not to interrupt you, phones. Yes, you shouldn't talk off your phone for speeches. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. You should, or yes. vows. Don't yes. read off your phone. Oh, God, no, 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 no. Nowadays, no. We give them to the, we give them to the, like, the officiant, you know, and they can... No, no, you don't. Have you don't I, maybe with your weddings, because you're planning it for them. Yes. See, that's the thing. It's like, I don't... Sh- I haven't done a phone for a ceremony... Well, that's yeah. the, well, that's the beauty of having an event coordinator, right? Because yeah. you're catching all this. You're yeah. telling everybody, like, don't chew gum, don't don't read off your phones. So the listeners, listen. If you don't have an event coordinator, please tell every single person that is giving any form of speech, put those phones away, read off of the old school paper, and no gum. Mints, okay. Keep that breath fresh with the mints because if you look like a horse chomping in your oh uh, video, and also too, just in general, um, I made that mistake. Good. I made that mistake. I'll never forget it. When I when I got married, I had a friend of mine who was a videographer, and I didn't do like the pre um, phone call with him. Which ugh, like just do all these phone calls. Read all your vendors' paperwork. I'm so sorry. Just do it. I mean, even me. Like I am. I, I don't even know what I was thinking. I'm sitting there in my video and I'm chomping on my gum and I look like a horse <laughs> and I just, I just, I cringe and I have to fast forward to like one of the best parts of my entire day was my dad's speech because you just see me going wah, wah, wah. like, and I'm like it's in it. And he literally told me, he's like, it's in my paperwork. And I'm like, I know, I didn't read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And it's the brides, because sometimes you're just like, oh, do you want that gum or not? You know, you you tread lightly with that. But no, speeches do. They definitely hold up, you know, and, you know, as I've stated in different podcasts, like nobody left a wedding asking for more speeches. <laughs> so it's true. Like, seriously, minutes, right. you know? So three to five minutes, right? Yes. Oh, God. And intros. Intros. If you do want to introduce your entire bridal party, that's fine, too. Like, it is. I do see it both ways. Like, I see it where, like, the, you know, every single person is trying to one-up another one. And they're doing these fun things. And they're getting the the, the vibe going and the party feeling. And, you know, they're going in. They're doing some silly stuff. And sometimes I've seen them just introduce the couple. But, again, remember, it takes time, like Pamela said, and lining things up. So you really need to talk with your venue coordinator um, about what you're doing and letting them know so they can understand how to execute your meal. Sometimes, too, if you're going to have long speeches and it's really important, it might be a tradition that, you know, different people speak and different people welcome. And especially with, you know, different cultures, there is things they have to do. Like they have to do the blessing of the bread or c- certain things. You might need to, like, put that in between courses or there's just different ways of working around it. So just keep that in consideration when you're timelining your day. Yes. And I got to tell you, you you got to know your your wedding party. I had this and it was, I mean, the wedding party was like hysterical. Like I had such a fun time with them, but I will call a spade a spade. They didn't listen for beans. Like they, <laughs> they were lined up here and whatever. So the the couple comes up to me and he's like, we are not introducing the bridal party. I said, that's the best call you've made. I said, I don't even know where they are. I mean, they were just like, they were having fun. They were a great group. I loved them, but they were in no position to be introduced. I'm like, they were the type that would have just like changed order just to be funny you know right so right. and and i went up to the um band coordinator and i go nick's made the bridal party i'm like there's absolutely no way and they, and they were funny i'm like they haven't listened to one thing we've said all day you know and also so. also too it's one of those things where what so everybody wants to have fun right and yes, dance yes, okay yes here's a little trade secret ready ask any entertainment person and if i'm wrong please write into the show okay Rule of thumb, they want sweet spot an hour and a half to two hours of dancing. No less, no more. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So, I mean, the dancing, yeah, the dancing at the end is a good two hours. And that's what everybody wants. But no less, no more. And and you're wondering why. Well, if you have less, you feel like gypped of your party, right? Yes. Like, But if you have more, it's really hard to keep people entertained that long, believe it or not. Or they're really sloppy. Yeah, they're like just they're and, they're wasted. And 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 the one thing that is um the one thing that's really good is for the guests like maybe you know after introductions while they're serving the salad you get everybody on the dance floor you know you can do something like that then as soon as the last salad is put down boom everybody sits down and eats we bring people up for speeches mm-hmm. you know and then or you know what we're gonna hold off on the speeches right now because um, we're gonna do two sets of photography you know like th- this is when they want that you know their law school people to you know to be there their fraternity brothers or something like that to like grab those people and take those pictures but yes usually like two hours of dancing is definitely more than enough time right and so what you want to do is you want to make sure that you don't again over schedule yourself on your reception where you maybe you're taking too many pictures 
or maybe there's too many speeches or there's too many formalities. However, I don't want to minimize not having that stuff. So again, if that is really important to you, and believe me, as a photographer, we love photographing you know, father-daughter dance or cake cutting or garter bouquet or like maybe there's a traditional dancing that you're bringing in like you know maybe there's a culture of of type of different dancing coming in again scheduling all that but making sure rule of thumb you have that dance floor open for an hour and a half but again no more i'm telling you like it's you you lose it you'll end up having like really 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 drunk people on your dance floor and probably about five Um, but with that said, Pamela, what are some other, before the wrap-up question, what's some other tips and tricks you can give people for timelines? Well, my, like, I, you know, about your guest experience, I like to just keep things going. I don't like there to be downtime or, like, I, I, I definitely read the crowd or I don't like when people, like, looking at other tables, are they being served yet? You know, that's a good time to say, you know what, to the band, I need you to play some upbeat music. Not necessarily dance music, but let's get some couples up there on the dance floor um so i just say like when you do hire a wedding planner a well-seasoned one will definitely read the the crowd don't be so structured and as a couple please be flexible because we have you know i had it where the grandfather um came up and tapped me and asked if he could do a dance with with the bride of course you know i went up to the bride and it was two minutes that's it and it made his day and the photographer all came down i don't think there was a dry eye in the place you know so don't be so rigid and everything has to come at this time um definitely be flexible on your wedding day and and talk over your timeline with your photographer with the event coordinator or your event planner um like as i say event coordinator at the venue like what is important to you on your wedding day and make sure that stuff you know does happen and i don't want to be a bah humbugger but please please if you can take anything from this episode you can timeline and hopefully this helps you but ultimately, you, you know, you're not the expert in it. We hope you're not, because that would be really weird. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> we have if, if, can you imagine if there was somebody who was like, I'm an expert at getting married, yes. right? Or, but, yeah. Or I, I get, like, I do events for my companies. I'm like, this is so different. Do you know how many emotions are involved in a wedding? And, and this isn't the corporate party. Like, no, this right. Is so but different. I just mean, like, if someone sit there and said to me, an expert, I'm like, okay, well, how many times have you been married? But no, what, but no, you're right. It's definitely different than... Um, a corporate party, or even if you are an event planner, it's definitely different when know, it's you. When it's you. So, with that said, you can timeline and you can have a, a um, you know a good start of things, but you really need to turn to the professionals. And when you tell them what you're thinking, and they tell you that's great, perfect, you're on the right track, perfect. But if they actually start to tell you certain things that they need to, then you really need to listen to them because you hired them, you spent some money on them, and you really need to make sure that you build that in your timeline. And what I mean by that is, I got to say, the number one thing, at least for me, is I have people overschedule themselves for pictures and they don't give me enough time and they're setting me up for failure. And, and I, I have to tell you, Sarah, you have to be upfront with that and almost put it in an email because we do talk to them, but to say that can't happen at that time. Or like just, you know, speaking of timelines, um, transportation turnaround. Oh, they can make another trip. No, if they make another trip, they'll miss your ceremony. Right. You know, so it is true just to say that is not feasible. This is the reason why. And listen to them. So if you talk to your transportation, 
transportation company and you say to them, okay, I figured that you're going to pick, you know, us up them this time and them up that time. It's going to take this long to get there. And if your transportation company says, I'm so sorry, it's actually not going to work. It takes us a little bit longer. Just listen to them. Just, it's true. It's just it's listen. True. Especially during the busy season. We're all here to help you, right? But with that said, Pamela... Um, I want to thank you so much for being on our podcast yet again. I know. I love it. I'm like a fly on the wall. (laughs) So it's time for a wrap-up question. What are some key points that couples should be taking in consideration when they are trying to put together a successful timeline? Um, They should definitely take into consideration... Um, and you had even touched upon it, on how much time different elements of their wedding's going to take. Hair and makeup, getting people, as you said, like in the elevator, down to transportation, what's important to them at their reception, and keeping a realistic list of must-have pictures. And I'm not kidding, like that's how, like, that's how everything plays out during your whole wedding day. And? Buffering. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? Yes, all day long. And I've got to tell you, like, add like a 15 minute oh buffer. Oh my God, at least. Like, you probably don't even know this, but like the timeline that I sent you, there's a half hour buffer in there on two different occasions. So if things go off 15 minutes, we're covered. And last thing, not to, you know, but listen to your vendors. Oh, I, they're seasoned. They been in the industry. And I just have to leave you at this. I had one time I was setting up for something and one of the um, event coordinators at the venue um, kind of questioned me on something. I said, this is the way the client wants it. And she turned to me and she said, no, don't listen to Pamela. She's only been in the business 10 years. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not kidding you. And they said that, like, because to her, what was this being set up kind of wasn't making sense. And she knew that wasn't my style or like the way I would have done it. And she just looked at me. She goes, yeah, don't listen to Pamela's been in the business. And this was at the point, you know, five years ago, she goes, it's been in the business 10 years. So I agree. Listen to your vendors. Yes. So I want to thank you again for being on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. You helped all of our listeners become yet again that much closer to a stress-free wedding planning. Can you tell everybody where to find you? Certainly. Pamela Dorsey from PDR Events, full-service wedding and event planning company. I can be found at Pamela, excuse me, Pamela at PDRevents.com, or you can visit my website at PDRevents.com. And what we'll do for our listeners, we'll have Pamela's information on our episode show notes, which you can find on our blog and our website podcast at sarahzarella.com backslash podcast. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, We have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.